Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the B-Roll Podcast. We are the Sci-Fi Wise Guys. My name is Chris. And my name is Anthony. Anthony? Yes, Chris. What's up? I'm recording a podcast right now. I can't really talk, man. I'm sorry. Oh, my bad. So, uh... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Doing all right. Started the new job. Yeah. Yeah. I did nothing today. Oh. So no, I did some things. I just uh, nothing worthwhile. So just kind of trying to freeform learn a thing that I don't even know anything about. Nice. <laughs> yeah. It's it's been fantastic. <laughs> all right. Well. How about you? Know. You know, I had a pretty good day. I work in the information technology field, and there is a. Uh, an election coming. <laughs> I, I work with a lot of um, municipalities. Ah, uh, yes. I have worked with my fair share of municipalities. I can understand how that might be stressful right now. But yeah, we're just ramping up for that election. And so I'm, uh, I don't know if I'm ready for that. But either way, today is a very special day. Because we are going to do something we have only ever done once. Want. <laughs> we are doing something we have only ever done once. I did it again. <clears throat> We are doing something that we have only ever done once before, which is take the format that we have carefully, meticulously, and expertly crafted over the last four months. The tried and true format. (laughs) And we're just going to throw that format away. Uh, (laughs) The movie. Right next to Angels uh, Fallen. (laughs) Just right there. Just right next to it. Yeah. Just put the gun up to its head, tell it you love it, and pull the trigger. Oh, no. (laughs) Well, you're, you don't actually love it. You're just, you know, telling it that you love it. I didn't realize you were my dad. <laughs> On our podcast, what we do is we watch science fiction and sci-fi adjacent movies, television shows, web television, YouTube, Usually, uh, videos, yes. fan films, anything that really is science fiction-ish. Uh, we talk about it as it exists in the media. What we normally do is a plot breakdown. And then we give our final thoughts and determine whether or not what we watched was worth the price of subscription. But we are not going to do the plot breakdown because this movie, Seven Guardians of the Tomb, it drove me insane creating notes for it. So uh, I have asked Anthony and tasked him with coming up with uh, some questions or thoughts, questions he wants to ask maybe me or anyone in general who's listening or things that he might change. So things that I might change. Oh, boy. (laughs) All of it. No. Uh, (laughs) So, Anthony, uh, as this is a movie that I picked. (laughs) You you did. Or maybe or maybe it picked us. I haven't I haven't figured that one quite out yet. But do you want to blurb me? I want to blurb you so hard. (laughs) An innocent discovery of a well-preserved mummified Chinese emperor from 200 BCE unearths a 2000 year old nightmare. A secret that should have remained buried. <laughs> I, d- I took some, uh, I don't know, creative license there and added the E. Oh, where? Uh, BCE. I had oh. the E there. Yeah, I wanted to make it slightly more accurate. I have another blurb. Please. Which, which is, the discovery of a mysterious labyrinth holding the mummified remains of an emperor leads to the unleashing of a horde of carnivorous spiders. Yes, yes. So, so for the record... Before you start asking me some stupid questions. So you said we, we watch science fiction and science fiction adjacent films. Mm-hmm. This is obviously not science fiction. Uh, it's not okay. science fiction. Okay. It is barely science fiction adjacent. <laughs> barely. And really, it I, I kind of want to start an argument about whether or not this actually fits our criteria. 
It's more okay. of an Indiana Jones style action adventure film than it is a science fiction or even a horror film. Okay. I feel. Can, can and, I ask you a question? Oh, uh, you can. You, you can. No, I was you, done. That was it. That was it. I was waiting for oh. you to I was waiting for your rebuttal. Okay. Are the Indiana Jones movies science fiction? I was actually going to ask you the same thing. I had that written down <laughs> as one of my one of my things. And uh. I want to go out on a limb and say no. I think they're close. They're, there's obviously some fantastical elements. There's some fantasy in there. And maybe you could call it a, it could, maybe as a secondary or tertiary genre in there. But mostly they're action-adventure films, right? They're based on the old 30s mm-hmm. serials. Right. You know, that type of thing. So I, I would say no, but I wouldn't be upset if somebody decided that it did that it did fall under that criteria. But if I was at Blockbuster, I would go to the action section to find Indiana Jones, not okay. science fiction fantasy. Fair enough. I would not disagree with any of your positions. If I remember correctly, I don't think the I don't think the preview on Amazon gave me any indication about it. It sure as heck didn't give me anything. It lured me in pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I <laughs> I guess I didn't read it because it says in English, Seven Guardians of the Tomb follows a team of scientists in search of a colleague that has disappeared in an ancient cave. To save him, the group must battle a swarm of deadly man-eating spiders and discover the elixir before it's too late. Yeah, I must not have read that at all. Yeah, I'm assuming not because it, <laughs> this movie, we should not have watched this movie for just that reason, for the podcast is what I mean. For, I, I do I mean. think it is close enough. It is... Oh, you it made is, me watch it. We're going to review it. Well, no, I'm saying is it's science fiction-ish. It's, like in, it's close enough. It's barely. I mean, barely. Right. That's like calling yeah. the board movie science fiction because some of the technology is, they took some creative licensing with it. Sure. Eh, eh, no. Eh. Well, I am going to read the first line or the first paragraph on I, uh, Wikipedia. Please do. Which calls this movie Guardians of the Tomb, not Seven Guardians of the Tomb. Uh, that's one of my other points. We'll get there in a Great. minute. Guardians of the Tomb is a 2018 Australian-Chinese science fiction horror thriller film directed and written by Kimball Rindle, starring Lee Bing Bing. I, I'm not making that name up. That's exactly how it's She's spelled. She's well-known enough. Kellen Lutz, Kelsey Grammer, Wu Chun, it is the largest co-production to date between China and Australia, and the film was released on January 19th, 2018. So, as this is a movie that I selected, give me your thoughts, your initial thoughts on it. Well, you know, I was going to start off my thoughts by saying that I hate you, but I think I've said that before, and I don't really want to beat a dead horse or spider, as it were. Uh, I I will say that I would have never... Why did you send me that picture? Uh, hold on. All right, I would. It's the same font from Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's actually what made me stop. I was like, I was going through. I was like, is that Guardians of the? No, wait a second. Yeah, it's the same font. <laughs> what other movie was it? Angels Fallen, who had the Diablo font. Yes. Yes, and that led to me reading a whole lot about font foundries that I just did not know. Um, I'm on a never-ending journey of self-education through this podcast. <laughs> We learn a lot about ourselves and the internet. I learn a lot about you, and I don't like any of it. <laughs> now, I would never have watched a movie about giant spiders. I just I wouldn't have. Uh, so the movie was okay. It was there's nothing there's nothing wrong with the movie. It's not fantastic. It's not horrible. It's it is also not really a B movie. It's not an independent yeah. film. It is straight to stream, but only in our only in markets outside of China. 
which we've done that before. I think what was it? Uh, ha- what happened on Monday was mm-hmm. released as Seven Sisters in some parts of Europe. So it's not the first time we've reviewed a movie like that. So it once again, it barely fits our criteria. We're stretching it. We're stretching it real hard right now. If you like giant spider movies or just like monster horror films, maybe yeah, you know, maybe it's fine. But otherwise, I, there was nothing here for me. I guess it's not that I I can point any one thing out that I hated. The acting is passable. The sets are good. The effects are good enough. I just don't care for this type of movie. <laughs> Fair enough. Your turn. <laughs> well, it, it's that time of the podcast where we discuss the facts and only the facts. Seven Guardians of the Tomb has a 4.4 4 out of 10 rating on INDD. Rotten Tomatoes scored this thing 7% rotten with an average audience score of 24%. Metacritic has a to-be-decided on critical rating. Yeah. And then 4.5 is a user score. I think that's a little harsh, honestly. I think a good bit of that is a little too harsh. That's my personal opinion. I think a lot of the problems with this movie might literally just be the fact that it's bad. And what I mean by that is... I don't know enough because there isn't any information about the budget. There's nothing on IM or there's nothing on IMDb. There's nothing on Wikipedia that I have found. But this movie's box office total was six hundred eleven million six hundred point eleven million dollars. Six point one one million. Yes. For its opening weekend. Yeah. Just the opening weekend. Yeah. Yeah. So we we don't have anything on its total box office. We don't know what its budget was. <laughs> this movie. <laughs> This movie does have some redeeming qualities. Uh, it has Kelsey Grammer in it, who... Yeah. I, I don't know about you, but there are very few actors in my life who I've enjoyed more than Kelsey Grammer. His voice is worth the price of subscription for me. It's got Kellen Lutz in it. Not a big name, you know, but he's been in some stuff. You know, yeah, the Twilight. Uh, Twilight. Uh, I also watched a movie, a Hercules movie that he was in. Yeah, I saw that he was. I When I was looking up this movie, I saw he was in a Hercules movie. I also yeah. saw he was in Twilight films. Uh, so, <laughs> well, well, he was in Hercules, but I think, but what's funny is, I think that was the same year that the other Hercules movie came out with The Rock. Oh, yeah. I think it was the same thing. <laughs> so that's odd enough as it is. It has a Steph Dawson. Um, who I've never heard of, but you and I know a Steph Dawson. We do, actually. Who's not this person. She not was in all. The Hunger Games. Cool. And then I think the best part of this movie is Shane Jacobson, who plays a character named Gary. Comedic relief. I knew this film was made for foreign audiences. Like, I would actually say foreign, I mean, non-American audiences, because they make fat jokes at his expense. So <laughs> it's the wrong well, decade for that. So I think he's more than just comic relief. I think he's the only... I think he's probably the only reason to watch this movie. Oh, really? If the other things don't meet your criteria, like if you're not into spiders, if you're not into quote unquote horror movies, if you don't like Indiana Jones, if you don't like any of that stuff, if you're going to watch this movie, watch it just for the sake of Who doesn't like Indiana Jones? There are a lot of people who did not like the fourth one. Yeah. Uh, Sure. But that... (laughs) That's not that's not what I asked. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you don't like the fourth one, I guess technically you don't like Indiana Jones. Oh, wow. That's a hard uh, line that we're taking. <laughs> I want everyone to know that, that uh, Chris's statements are not made on behalf of the B-Roll <laughs> podcast. They are his and his alone. Look, Legend of the Crystal Skull is underrated. Uh, I, I don't, and, yet, and yet somehow overrated. So I don't hate uh, the movie. I just... Mm. <laughs> So Look, if you don't like one thing about something, you don't like it at all. 
Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, so you're talking about actors. We're gonna. Are you, are you holding Miss uh, Miss Lee to the end? Well, uh, this is where the part I was gonna talk about her. Okay, there you go. She's been in a bunch of movies that, for whatever reason, I have actually seen. The Meg, which I watched with my in-laws. <laughs> <laughs> the Forbidden Kingdom. What else was she in? She was in a Resident Evil movie that I did not see. Yeah, Transformers see. Age of Extinction. Mm-hmm. But she hasn't done anything since 2018, which is odd, unless it's all stuff that doesn't get released here. Watching the movie, how old do you think her character is? Early 30s. Yeah, at the, at, at the latest. I could have gone uh, mid to late 20s as well. She's 47. <laughs> fantastic good for her yeah and i don't think she started acting until the 90s so yeah good i mean i look more and more like my age every year if that makes sense so no good for her good for her yeah she's been in some stuff yeah i don't want to leave out and this isn't any sort of peer pressure from the the reviews of imdb but i just want to give a special shout out to jason chong who played chin and chun woo who played a gentleman named luke Mm. Uh, jason chong was in a bunch of stuff he's a marco polo uh <laughs> he's in little monsters <laughs> uh, sure no but he's been in some stuff chun Wu uh, has been in mostly i think i don't want to say foreign language but chinese language movies i don't it else there's not a whole lot of stuff i think that was released here in america for him mm. but yeah i read a review specifically calling out the fact that white men save chinese lives like i'm not even making that up like that was literally part of the review that i read Oh, for for this movie? Yes. I I which, guess. Which, which is kind of odd because I think all except for one of the Anglo-Saxon uh, or the Australian Anglo-Saxon men die. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> there's only one guy that survives and his name is like just happens to be in the, the credits. Like he's, I think, third billing. So you can't really kill him off. <laughs> Do you remember the movie Eight-Legged Freaks? I know that it exists, yeah. David Arquette in it, yeah. Sure. Um, I'm not saying that this is like Eight-Legged Freaks, but this is definitely a movie that tried to punch above its weight and just couldn't make it. The spiders didn't really bother me, other than the fact that I didn't realize spiders were in it. The crux of this movie is that thousands of years ago, in ancient China, a group of people left ancient China to explore the world, came across natives of Australia, or one of its areas, and then we're presented with an Australian funnel web spider, which apparently is one of the scariest spiders because its venom is very deadly to humans. <laughs> There's a, a couple, uh, it's got 35 species, but six of them can kill you, which is not cool. <laughs> not cool um, at all. <laughs> you say you, you didn't know this was a spider movie. I just want to say that the slow realization that this is a spider movie was the best part of this movie just did chris make me watch a spider is this a spider movie oh man it's probably a spider movie isn't it? okay no no maybe the spiders were just in this one nope nope they're being chased (laughs) by spiders and what happens is is these chinese explorers get these spiders and return home to mainland china approach an emperor and then give him uh, essentially the secret to eternal life which is to drink some kind of poultice potion, some kind of drought made from the ant- made from the venom of these spiders. Mm. Because uh, apparently, when these spiders, you know, like I don't want to say poison, when these spiders bite and inject their venom into uh, people or things, they are exceptionally well preserved. Apparently, this emperor lived for a long time. 
but the his court vizier or his advisor or whoever this guy is, his local scientist, kept breeding the spiders, and apparently that made them more aggressive, uh, and they eventually overtake the kingdom and kill everyone in it. Yeah. Yeah, that's the backstory for Seven Guardians of the Tomb. Which we don't know at first. We're going through the story. You're, you're doing a plot breakdown on accident, bro. No, no, no. I'm not doing a plot breakdown. No, I'm that's, just, that's I'm, a plot breakdown. You're, you no, gave no, no, like no. half give, the plot. I'm giving the background. Mm. And Most of this uh, is told the, through flashbacks yes. during the story or yes. during the and, movie. Yeah. And the long and short of it is Gia, our uh, lead Lee Bing Bing's character, her brother and Kelsey Grammer are trying to find that ancient city that has this secret and that sets off our adventure into the tomb so i gave you a couple of things or i asked you to come up with a couple of things what is your first thing that you would change question that you have for me or just uh just general observation not related to your initial thoughts why is it called seven guardians of the tomb (laughs) uh that was actually my first question Believe it or not. So I did a lot of research. A lot more than usual. I spent like an hour looking at stuff. It was released in China as Guardians of the Tomb. Almost all of the pre-release posters and things like that say Guardians of the Tomb in English. It's an English language movie. And then it's released in America on video on demand and streaming about a month after it's released overseas. And it's called Seven Guardians of the Tomb. There aren't seven of anything. There aren't seven people, there aren't seven spiders, or even seven special spiders. I, I don't I don't understand. I don't know what's happening. The only thing that I could think of, because I didn't bother watching the movie again to confirm it, but I think it might be called Seven Guardians of the Tomb because there's like seven puzzles to like get through. No, they get trapped two or three times, but man, that's a stretch. That is a I know. stretch. <laughs> there are seven of them. At the be- like not at the beginning, but seven people enter the tomb because you have Gia, Jack Ridley, Mason, Gary, Millie, Chen, and then Yin. There are seven people that do enter the the tomb. Yeah, barely. Yeah, I yeah. guess okay because they pick up the the little girl along the way. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's a that was the only other thing that I could consider. But they're not even guardians of the tomb. No, they're raiding they're not- it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seven Raiders of the Tomb. Yeah, there we go. Raiders of the Spider Arc. There you go. There you go. Uh, That's the episode. I really don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. I was going to, we should, don't they have like extra legs in the movie too? Isn't it something where like, it doesn't matter. We'll call it Seven Legged Freaks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Done. We're gold, man. We're ready to wrap this thing up. Oh really? That was no, <laughs> no, no. I'm just saying, man. That's that's good. Uh, but that, I really don't know. If anyone out there knows, please tell me. The only tweet I could find about this movie was from Kelsey Grammer's Twitter account mm. when it came out, and he said, "Hey, check out my new movie." Like you know, or his assistant <laughs> tweeted on his behalf. So I, I don't understand. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I, yeah, I was hoping you would tell me. me paid. Yeah, yeah no. I was hoping you would tell me because I have no idea. What did yeah. did you have something? Are we going to go back and forth or? Yes, uh, well, I have I have a few things. I don't have very many, so that's fine. And well, I went, maybe I, we can come up with seven together. I went th- uh, <laughs> I went through most of my stuff at the intro. So <laughs> my first thing, well, I guess it technically would be my second thing now. If you could recast one actor in this movie, 
to make it better, who would that be? And then the second part of this question is, who would you recast in this movie in any role to make it worse? All right. Great question. I have two answers for the first one. Okay. Okay. I would recast to make this movie better and probably make it the best version of itself it can be. I would recast. I would remove Kelsey Grammer. Oh. Oh, I know. I know. Okay. And then I would replace him with Kelsey Grammer as Beast from (laughs) X-Men. You cut out, buddy. Oh, no. Because oh, no. I think that's the one thing that would make this movie better is instead of Kelsey Grammer going crazy in the middle of it, it's the Beast from X-Men played by Kelsey Grammer going crazy in the middle of it. And they have to fight him. Talk about a horror movie, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. All right. What's the second part? What's your oh, second response to the first? Part I don't remember. Question? I don't remember. I got lost thinking about Kelsey Grammer playing the Beast or Beast. Is it the Beast or just Beast? No, I, I can't think remember. It's just beast. I think it's just technically beast, his yeah. name is Hank McCoy. Yeah, that's but... that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Hank McCoy. Hank McCoy. Oh no. So, okay. and the the second the second person that I would remove would be the Queen Spider at the end. Yeah, I would remove that actress. <laughs> I would remove it and replace it with a black arachnia from Transformers Beast Wars. They go through this whole tune at the end of it is a transformer. And now suddenly it's a crossover. We could have uh, Lee Bingbing play her same character from uh, Age of Extinction. Bam. Well, wouldn't Kelsey Grammer also play his same character from Age of Extinction? Oh, was he in Age of Extinction? <laughs> no. I forgot that he was in that. So yes, ultimate crossover. Yeah. And then but in it's the him, end, yes. And he transforms into Beast. There you right? go. Perfect. There Perfect. it is, yeah. Okay. And then in the post credits or like the right before the credits go where it shows Kelsey Grammer's eyes open up and the little girl has spiders in her or whatever, but instead we get Tarantulas, the other spider transformer from Beast Wars, popping up <laughs> out of the shadows. And gonna have revenge or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. Those are my two choices okay i mean the, the obvious thing is the guy who wants to be chris pratt just replace him with chris pratt but you know <laughs> i called him chris pratt lookalike or wannabe the entire time so when i was referring to him i don't think i remember his actual name the actor kellen lutz the actor sorry not the actor's name but the uh the character oh jack ridley man yeah what a <laughs> there well can we what's yeah all right Sorry, that's one of that'll be my thing. What was the second? What was your second question? I feel like I'm taking way too long. No, no, that's fine. I mean, normally I would be in the first part of an, uh, 45 minutes of a pop breakdown, so we got time. The second part of the first of my question was, what character would you recast to make the movie worse? I mean, let me give this one a little bit of thought because I didn't think about this one. I actually did think about the Beast Kelsey Grammer thing. <laughs> Damn it! I earlier, <laughs> I don't know what was going through my head. I was just like, oh, it would have been awesome if it was just. <laughs> Hank? <laughs> What's this? Hank McCoy? All right. The the one thing, the one person that I would remove to make the film worse would be, uh, I can't, I don't remember her name. The, either the the little girl they find. What was her name? Mm-hmm. Yin. Yin. Um, and what was the, the, the girl's name that came in with him? Does she have red hair or something? The, the, the one Millie. who died first. Millie. All right. Pick one of them. I don't care which one. Okay. Do I have to actually say their name out loud? And we're going to replace them with Hayden Christensen. (laughs) No changes to the plot. 
No changes <laughs> to the lines that are said. Oh, it would definitely all. be Millie then. It would definitely be Millie. And just replace them with Hayden Christensen. Because <laughs> I think there's a part where she's, uh, where she, her character actually says something about climbing Jack like a tree or something to that effect. Like, Oh, he's, oh she does, doesn't she? Perfect. Yeah, Hayden, so Christensen. Hayden Christensen do that would be fantastic. No, I don't know, man. Now I'm coming around. That might be an answer to the first part, the first question. I don't know. I don't know. I need to start writing these ideas down. That's what, that's what I got to do. <laughs> Oh, no. So who I would recast to make this movie better is actually my, I'm cheating. My question will be answered, both parts of my question will be answered with one thing. And that is the spider, the female spider, like the queen, is actually just replaced by Tommy Wiseau from The Room. (laughs) Pretending to be a giant spider. (laughs) No. No. Or no, that's actually the way to make it worse. No, but to make the movie better, it would have been um, instead of Kellen Lutz, but like actually Harrison Ford, just as an old Indiana Jones. Mm. What if this? What if we could retake? We could probably take the plot to this and recast Kelsey Grammer as Harrison Ford, and whatever the other guy's name is. What was his name again? Lutz. Kellen as, Lutz. Yeah. Kellen Lutz as Shia LaBeouf, and then oh. of their characters from Indiana Jones 4, but keep most of the rest of the film the same, like as much as possible. It's just in the past now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, it's not like technology helped them. Right. I mean, you replace the GPS with an ancient map, you know? Well, I think the only thing that would really, because I don't think Annie Venom was as big then, but that's not important. No, that's no, not important at all, man. We can, it's, yeah. I mean, yeah. And then at the we very can... end, instead of a giant, the, the spider does have an extra set of legs because it's an alien spider. Oh yeah, and that's where it gave the long life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Now we're making sense. <laughs> I need. I'm gonna need. I'm gonna need Disney to call me on this one. <laughs> Do they own the rights to Indiana Jones? I thought they bought all of Lucasfilm. Parent company is, in fact, Walt Disney Studios. So yeah. Yeah. All there right. you go, buddy. Hmm. So well, like I said, Disney. <laughs> Hit me up. All right. Uh, I need some of that Indiana s- Jones reboot money. <laughs> oh, man. Talk about sounded, never talk to you again. I'm out. Yeah, that sounded dirty in my ears when you said Indiana Jones reboot money. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. Oh, All right, man. What is your next thing? Oh, so do you think that they had Kelsey Grammer go crazy and leave the group so that he had less days on set? Absolutely. <laughs> like... <laughs> absolutely yeah i mean because look i'm not calling out kelsey Grammer here i'm not saying that he's a bad actor but he's made a lot of bad movie choices he's got bad agents is what it sounds like well not necessarily i think he's just he was just never really like he never broke out from frazier i think because i'm looking at his imdb awards page or not i'm looking at his uh, awards page on wikipedia he's got 102 nominations and only 26 wins. Most of his 26 wins comes from Primetime Emmy Awards, I'm assuming from Frasier, and he's got three Golden Globes. Uh, yeah, a lot of that's so, going to be from... I mean, he played that one character for how long? Because he was on Cheers, and then how many seasons of Frasier? 11 years of uh, Frasier. Yeah, so. and then how how many years... Well, I know he was on Cheers for a while. Yeah, so I mean, so, yeah, a lot of that's going to be from then. 84 to 93, and then 93 to whenever... I remember reading somewhere that that like that was the longest running him playing Dr. Fraser Crane was the longest 
played character on a television show up until that point in television history. No, so, I wouldn't deny, I wouldn't doubt it. Would not doubt yeah, it. Yeah. He uh yeah, no, I just like I said, I, I don't think he's a bad actor. I just don't think he ever got out. He never broke through. He never had that big role that landed him an Academy Award and like changed his career. He's always just been kind of a uh, like I don't even want to call him a character actor because I think he's a I think he's a decent leading man, but he just never, you know. Yeah, no, I understand what you're trying to say. So, yeah. There are scenes in this movie where he makes the other actors look bad. Oh, yeah. Well, he he chews up every scene that he's in. Like, <laughs> he went, I mean, this guy went to Juilliard, which I think is like one of the most prestigious acting schools that you can go to. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, he's probably the best actor on stage, like, or like, on on, like in any scene that he's in. Sure, sure. Oh, yeah. Hands <laughs> so, down. Hands down. Yeah. So I, I think he just chews up all the scenery and he just overwhelms the others. But the problem is, is that like most of the time, all the other actors aren't even really, I don't want to say they're not doing anything, but like I, I kind of missed when I mentioned this to you earlier about not doing our typical format is there's a lot of time where Chin walks up to a, like a piece of paper that's hucking on the wall and then spends five minutes talking about the past. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you yeah. don't even actually see his face. You just hear his voiceover while other people are acting. And I think that, yeah, no, I definitely think that they could not pay Kelsey Grammer the amount of money that they needed to. So he turned on the group as soon as they got to the yeah. tune. So, okay. Awesome. I was about to roll right into my next thing, but you go right ahead. You go right ahead. I'm sorry. That's fine. <laughs> part of the the what's the word i'm looking for the um not impotence but part of the impetus for them to get into the tomb is there's a giant sandstorm that rages across the chinese i forget the name of it but it's a desert in china right right the chinese desert i have no idea what they called it is it the gobi i've mm. gobi desert takes up yeah a lot of northern china and southern Mongolia. so i think this is the gobi desert so the mine because the, there's a little mining town that they arrive at. And apparently there's natural gas that is escaping from the ground. Right. And this sandstorm, there's so much static electricity in the air, or when lightning strikes, it ignites the gas. Yeah, pretty dangerous right? environment. Yeah. Okay, does that actually happen in real life? I have no idea. Hmm. I don't know. A okay. firestorm? I don't know. I didn't, I didn't look that up. I, as soon as it was like, mm, these spiders are super smart and sentient and attack us in herds, I was like, well, I'm not worried about <laughs> lightning storms being realistic anymore. Uh, Science ac- accuracy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was more like, all right, who's Kelsey Grammer going to kill, you know? But <laughs> answer is no one. It was kind of upsetting. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, he did technically kill Millie. He gave it his best uh, shot. Oh, he he did he did kill her. He did. Like he, Like, I think you could find him liable for her death maybe not guilty of any crime but in a civil suit i think he would be found liable for her death i like Uh, the line you drew right there civil (laughs) suit for sure (laughs) oh man he would be questioned and possibly arrested with i don't know something all right what's your what's your thing oh goodness i thought we were gonna look up the lightning storm i was waiting for you to do that oh i can do that while you're looking at that so talk to me about the ending uh, which part <laughs> specifically? The very, very, very end. The very end where suddenly Kelsey Grammer's eyes open and spiders fly out of the little girl's mouth and then it ends. Uh, I must have missed that. I didn't. I mean, I saw when like the spider popped out of that girl's mouth, but I don't remember Kelsey Grammer's eyes opening. 
Okay. Well, I'm going to have to ask it, you, Chris. I'm watching it right actually now. watch the movies before we get on the podcast. No, no, no. I'm, I'm watching it. I thought his eyes were always open. Yeah, his eyes were always open. He's just laying on the ground as the... Oh, he blinks. Okay, there it is. Yeah, he blinks, which ah, is technically opening okay. your eyes, but it also involves closing them right. first. Yes. All right. Are you saying that there's going to be a sequel? I'm with... asking what you think. Like, is that just a little like, is that just a, a reflex? Are they hallucinating? Is that actually happening? Was the girl infested with spiders the whole time? Was Kelsey Grimmer actually crazy or was he just awake where the rest of them were crazy? Because he, he mm. accuses the little girl of being full of spiders. But, and then it was like, oh, Kelsey Grammer's actually nuts right now uh, <laughs> because of the, the venom and the anti-venom and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Or was he? That's what, I'm, that's what I'm asking. Are you telling me that Mason was the good guy the whole time? I'm asking you. <sighs> Man. I think it's just that typical horror trope where at the end of a horror movie, no matter what actually transpires, uh, it, it's completely invalidated because they have to have a, some sort of cliffhanger which is my biggest annoyance in a lot of horror movies, especially really bad horror movies where you're like, oh, great, we defeated Jason. And then after someone says that we've defeated him or Michael Myers, you know, there's someone stopped at a red light and then one of them like stabs him in the neck and then drives his car away. Like, I hate that. Like, I really do hate that about horror movies. So I think this is just bad. I think it's just a bad trope or... The spiders are smart enough to control the amount of venom that they can inject into someone or not inject it at all. And so they just treat them like a blood bank or like a food thing. Cause no, that, that makes sense. Because if you could, God, it's going to sound disturbing and dark. Uh, uh, if I was a spider who was smart enough to <laughs> like her, herd people, right? Because that's what they're doing is they're right, right, hurting right. them. If I was a spider the, yeah, <laughs> with, the intel- with the intelligence of a human and the... Yeah. The the desire of bl- for blood of a vampire. <laughs> I think that they would uh they would just keep them alive. You know they would inject them just enough and then you know just eat them slowly. Yeah. Okay. What about what do you what do you think? I have no idea. I was just like ah ah. <laughs> yeah. That's I was very curious about what you you thought. I'm gonna I think if I have to I'm gonna subscribe to the Kelsey Grammer was the only one who was sane the entire time and they're all That's a great theory. going insane and. May, or maybe he the only time they saw him was because he was trying to save them because they were all trapped by the spiders. And this is all a hallucination because the spider makes you hallucinate after you're mm. you're struck with the venom. Yeah. And so the spiders were trying to, inf- you know, it's just all it was all a dream. Kind of like me watching it. <laughs> it was all a dream. By the way, in my extensive research on the Googles, uh, the only thing I could find out about lightning igniting or lightning strikes, lightning strikes igniting natural gas. That was actually surprisingly difficult to say. Uh, is only when they actually strike like a container filled with natural gas. Mm. Uh, but okay. I, there okay. are no, I cannot find any instances of um, natural gas leaking from the earth and being ignited by lightning strike. All right, fair enough. Apparently, this movie was scientifically inaccurate. Who would have thought? <laughs> My next question is, yeah. did you like the MacGuffin? The MacGuffin. Which is the secret to eternal life or whatever. I didn't mind it. They said it. Like, normally it'd be like, oh, look, they're going to go digging for the eternal life. I've played Tomb Raider. Yeah. Uh, but the fact that he was a, or he owned a pharmaceutical company who was in the business of, you know, they're trying to heal people or extend life or what have you, because that's that's like the drugs they were trying to trying to sell. And it had some success in that area already, which is why they were there looking at that stuff. That makes sense to me. 
if that okay. does that. So I so I they had enough of that going on that I believed it, and it wasn't just some hokey secret organization. Blah blah blah. I'm a thousand years old, you know. Blah. So, <laughs> and, uh, I'm saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And they never Not really said whether or not it was eternal life, just long life. Well, I think it's eternal life in the way that, like, if you continue, like, if you keep taking it. Maybe, but we never saw that. Right, yeah. Yeah, because I think that, like, I think they've, in real life, scientists have used anti-venoms, or have used venom to cure things. So, uh, it wasn't it wasn't enough of a stress a stretch for me to go, mm, not going to be able to do it. I don't know, man. I saw that movie, and I don't think venom cured a thing. No, 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 no. Like, in real life, oh. like, they use... In our actual living world, scientists have used <laughs> oh, just... venom and poison. <laughs> You're telling like... me that venom didn't actually happen? That's not real? Like the the one with Tom Hardy? Yes. Yeah, that was the joke I was oh. going with. Yes. Ah. Uh, yeah, no, that actually happened. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would say Tom Hardy is both a <laughs> young version of Patrick Stewart and <laughs> Spider-Man's arch nemesis. And venom. Bane. <laughs> and apparently he breaks Batman's back. Yeah. <laughs> He's accomplished so much in his life. Like some days I just, I just don't know why I'm even trying. Yeah. But I mean, that dude physically permanently harmed his body being Bane. So oh, that's yeah. fair. That's fair. What Good was job. that movie he played uh, where he played that? Um, it was not a documentary, but it was based on a true story. Where he played that guy who was in prison. Bronson. Bronson. Yeah. Great movie. Interesting individual. He did a great job playing him. I liked Bronson. That was, I really th- I really liked Bronson, yeah. 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 Which is funny because he played Bronson and then he played those. He, I think he made a movie called Legendary or something like that where he played a pair of twins. Oh, weird. No, I didn't know that. Legend, I'm sorry, where he played the Cray twins who actually met Charles Bronson in real life. <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> so He yeah. also played opposite of Shia LaBeouf in that one movie. So speaking of how many... Speaking of Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> oh, no. Up. See the new Matt Damon? Uh, no, no. <laughs> no, he's better than Damon. At least, you know, in my, in my opinion. But the only thing I don't really like about old Hardy is he has to do a weird voice in, like, all of the movies that he does. Yeah, you think? It's kind of weird. Like, it's it's weird. <laughs> like, he, when he's Mad Max in Fury Road, he talks very strangely is that not uh, just an australian accent well no he's not australian so well um, yeah but the character is and it's very clear that some of his lines were dubbed the same thing you know they had to completely redo his voice in the dark knight or uh the dark knight rises That's because true. he was yeah. completely ununderstandable <laughs> you know my favorite thing about tom hardy oh his dad's name was chips chips hardy mm-hmm I believe I believe well, you. His, I just that's not his real name. Uh it's his nickname, I guess. <laughs> that's interesting. I just want to point uh, out that I think this might be the most in the weeds we've ever been. <laughs> How are we talking about Tom Hardy right now? Because he probably would have made this movie a lot better. Who but he probably which, wouldn't have been. Would he it. be just an additional <laughs> casting or would he replace somebody? No, he would be Bane. No. Yes, because Bane uses Venom. Like that's the thing that makes no, him stronger, no. right? Oh, yeah, like that's it is. the thing that he injects. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh man. All right, so the backstory right. for Bane is he wasn't actually a member of the League of Assassins. He was he was one of the seven guardians of the tomb. It all makes sense now. He's, he's like guardian number 4. So we've got Black Arachnia, Tarantulas, 
the beast or just sorry uh beast and then bane all right we've got three more slots to fill oh wait no no shia labeouf harrison ford so we need one more or Indiana jones and whatever other guys i I would consider uh mutt and indiana jones to both be one guardian Oh, okay. No, I can. I, I feel that. I feel that. Like when you play Dark Souls and you got to fight those two, you have to fight those bosses, like the really short, heavy I, one and then I the tall, know. lanky one. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's fine. I'll only play good games. <laughs> Calm down, internet. He's serious. <laughs> he is. <laughs> All right. What's your, what's your, uh, oh, next man. Thing? I actually wrote down here, uh, if we're going in order, I don't care for spiders or bugs or movies about spiders or bugs, but I think I've already said that. <laughs> but if we're going in order my last thing is a question that you've actually asked me before in a different uh, episode of this podcast okay i think in the yeah the second episode going way way back what would you call the sequel to this movie seven guardians of the tomb two or eight guardians of the tomb <laughs> i think i would do i think i would just pull out the number and i would do guardians of the Tomb. <laughs> oh no! Oh yeah! All right, perfect, perfect. I was, what would you do? I was waiting for you to say two guardians, two tomb, but <laughs> or two seven, two guardians. <laughs> oh yes, yeah. Man, when researching this movie, it was when it was originally uh, when they drafted a script. It was originally much more of a horror film, and it was called Nest. It was always about spiders. Yeah. They called it Nest. And so you could like bring that back, called Guardians of the Tomb, The Nest, or something like that. It was sub- you know how I like subtitles. So. Okay. Man, I don't know. Guardians of the Tomb. <laughs> Guardians of the Tomb, Volume 2. <laughs> <laughs> or how about just Guardians of the Nest? Ooh, Guardians of the Nest. I like it. Or seven seven nests of the tomb. Yeah, I, I don't know why they just didn't call it nest. I think it would have been much better. Well, then in, in the interview I read, apparently the production company in China kept pushing back and saying, "Hey, we need this to be you know less claustrophobic, less this, less that," because they they were trying to target. I guess the biggest movie going audience in China is teenage girls. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Speaking of Nest, uh, it is one of the production company's Nest Holdings. <laughs> oh, it makes sense. Probably something they probably formed a company just for the movie. My thing, unless you got, unless you want to expand on that, I don't want to expand. I only got one more thing on my list. But okay, this movie was directed by a gentleman named Kimball Rindell, or I'm sorry, Rindall. I'm going to go ahead and read the first part on his uh, Wikipedia page. Kimball Rindall, born 1954, is an Australian director, musician, and writer, mostly known for his second unit direction of The Matrix Reloaded, The Matrix Revolutions, I, Robot, Casanova, and Ghost Rider. As a musician, Rindall was guitarist, vocalist, and co-founder of punk rockers XL Capris and rock band The Hoodoo Gurus. I didn't know that there was ever a thing called a second unit. Well, yeah, because you're you're filming more. Like you're not just filming one thing at a time, right? Yeah. Well, from what I I I read about it, and it kind of made sense that they film stuff that the main. I mean, it's gonna sound obvious that the main team isn't doing. So, like when they're doing a wide shot, like in an action sequence, like say you're looking at the front of a building, 
you know, so the camera is opposite the door, staring at it perpendicularly, perpendicular, right? And then the sure, second sure. unit is a bunch of cameras off to the side of that main camera who aren't necessarily directed by, you know, Steven Spielberg or whatever. Like this guy's like, hey, what I want to do is set up a bunch of these extra cameras and I want to just point them at these windows or I want you to focus on this actor. So when they do different cuts or edits, like close-ups and stuff like that, that's not the main camera. And I didn't like... I always knew that there was more than one camera involved in making a movie. I didn't know that there was an entire second unit dedicated to just that. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that was really neat. That is pretty neat. Was that all you? Were, so, is that where you were going with that? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I have a I have a follow up question to what you just said. Oh well, my my thing was going to be what is this guy's best movie <laughs> out of all of those? Uh, I don't think I've seen any of them. You've never seen The Matrix Reloaded? No. Matrix Revolutions? No iRobot? Oh, yeah, iRobot. Fantastic film. Sorry. Ghost Rider? No. Fair enough. So I guess iRobot, but I think it's <laughs> pr- actually, yeah. I never, I didn't care for the first Matrix, so I never saw the other two. Mm. Sorry. And I never saw Ghost Rider because, you know, I didn't, I didn't hate myself back then like I do now. So <laughs> I remember I watched Ghost Rider and I was dating a girl at the time. I don't remember who it was, but she was hyped for this movie. And I was like, look, there's absolutely 100% no chance that I'm going to pay money to go see this movie because it's going to be awful. Like, I, it was, I think um, 2007 wasn't necessarily when Nick Cage started going off the rails, but I think it is right around the time he started having some financial issues because he had just made National Treasure, Lord of War, you know, so he had, he had made a bunch of good movies, but this one just didn't necessarily work out. But anyways... Uh, I guess this can be the last thing that you're going to bring up can be the last thing. And then I have my thing. So no, no, no. Sorry. I got, I got, I guess I got two things. So I got a, oh, okay. I got a continuation of what you just, you just said. So what was that? Okay. Uh, that, that dude's name, that director's name, Kimball. Kimball Rindall. Kimball Rindall. No, no disrespect to him. Cause I think he did fine. I think he does good work. But if you can have this movie directed by any other director, oh. who would it be? Dead or alive? Dead or alive. Uh, okay. I will do a dead one and then I will do a live one. My dead one would be Alfred Hitchcock. Interesting. Be- okay. Because I feel like what he would do to traumatize these actresses, because he was famously terrible to women, is that he would just throw live spiders on them all the time when they were standing on set. Why are you? Terms- is that that's why you want it? You're like, yeah, I want to see him throw live spiders at him. No, 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 no. I, I mean, that guy was just a, you know, if you a lot of uh, Hitchcock movies are kind of like the plots are kind of B movie ish. You know, sure. They just they're they're legendary because this guy was an artist. You know, Psycho. <laughs> Your lead actress dies within five minutes. So, <laughs> you know, yeah. what well, are you're you right. do? You're right. And then I think for current live actors or live directors i'm torn between michael bay and what's his face he just he made that a star is born bradley cooper yes bradley cooper or michael bay interesting interesting <laughs> the two very different directions with that movie two very different yes. directions yeah what about you uh u-bowl yes he probably would have been like i honestly think it probably would have been better if that had been the case <laughs> Look, no offense to Kimball, but I mean, yeah, I think U-Bowl. Okay. That's kind of a trick question because my answer is always U-Bowl. 
but that's a whole other thing. Earlier, I was about to go into a different topic. So if you got something about you, Bull, you best say it. Uh, I was going to say, I think I liked Alone in the Dark. That's all I got. That's all you got? You think yeah. you liked it. All right. Fair I enough. think I liked it. Yeah. 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 You know who else liked it? Everyone. Everyone loved that movie. <laughs> it's, uh, it's in the Smithsonian. It's a work of art. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. So earlier we were making fun of, so we kind of, we talked about Jack Ridley. So this is an English language film made for Chinese audiences. So they obviously, they, they're like, we're going to have a very stereotypical American action character. And they were thinking up names and they landed on Jack Ridley. Do you think that's a good choice? Would you, like, what's your most generic action character name? Indiana Jones, you know, something along those lines. Could you do better than Jack Ridley? Could I do better than Jack Ridley? How many syllables am I allowed to use? As many as you can say without, without messing it up. <laughs> <laughs> so like four, I guess. I don't know. As many as you need. Uh, let's see. It, okay. Now, is Jack his first name or his nickname? Because Indiana Jones, Indiana is not Doesn't matter. Henry Jones Jr.'s name. What the characters are going to call him. If it's a okay. nickname, that's fine. That's fine. Okay. You're giving this way more thought than I have, and I really appreciate it. All right, what's your? You go ahead and say yours, and then I'll think of one. No, no, I don't have one. I was, I don't have one. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, like the question I just wrote down: Jack Ridley? Question mark. <laughs> um, Dirk. Ooh, it's kind of European, but okay, okay, I'm feeling it. <laughs> I got it. Dirk Soprano. Dirk Soprano. Yes. All right, tell me about Dirk Soprano. He is a half Italian, half German, uh, and not like Italian from Italy, like from New from New Jersey Italian. Oh, okay. He's got some family with some questionable employment opportunities, but his dad fell in love with a German woman uh, on a trip to Italy. He was born. Uh, his dad doesn't know who he is. He travels to America, meets his family, and then gets into all sorts of uh, shenanigans. All right. All right. Wow. Dirk, Dirk Soprano. Dirk Soprano. Interesting. So his dad doesn't know who he is. How does he have his dad's last name? Or is that a nickname and his dad's last name is something completely different? Uh, no, I mean, lots of lots of people name their children after their other parent. Yeah, but not usually only if the other parent knows that you're having a kid. Eh, but I would I, I mean, I assume. Yeah. <laughs> I would not know. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic, man. That's fantastic. As far as I'm aware, I have no illegitimate children, nor am I an illegitimate child myself. So, Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're illegitimate, just not in that <laughs> particular way. Uh, All right, man, what else? <laughs> uh, I got nothing. My, my final thing. I had eight things. I'm sorry. I took one more. Is literally just about the spiders. So Australian funnel web spiders do, in fact, make webs just like this, where they do a big web and then they run a single strand of their spider silk as a trap for uh oh really for in animals or humans whichever one happens to you know unfortunately get there yeah and so uh, i i thought it was very interesting that they chose funnel web spiders um i'm just gonna send you a screenshot of one of these things chompers uh and I, it, it's okay it, on uh, Wikipedia, it says female Sydney funnel web spider, a Ugh. robustus in a warning posture. <laughs> that thing is not messing around. Those fangs are, I think those fangs are very big. Like, 
Yeah. Very big. Wow. Okay, symptoms of uh, a funnel web spider bite. Early symptoms of systematic envenomation include goosebumps, sweating, tingling around the mouth and tongue, twitching, salivation, or sal, uh, yeah, salivation, salivation, not salvation, salivation, watery eyes, elevated heart rate, elevated blood pressure, a system, a systemic envenomation progresses. Symptoms include nausea, vomiting, shortness of breath, agitation, confusion, writhing, grimacing, muscle spasms, pulmonary uh, edema metabolic acidosis and extreme hypertension the final stages of severe envenomation include dilation of the pupils often fixed which i don't think ever that means it never returns back to what it was yeah Uh, uncontested generalized muscle twitching unconsciousness elevated intracranial pressure and death and the the death is generally a result of progressive hypotension or possibly elevated intracranial pressure consequent on the cerebral edema so very painful and awful. Like, just, yeah, that's pretty geez. bad, man. I yeah. would have been better if you'd never listed that. <laughs> the female's venom was thought to only be about as one sixth as potent to humans as that is the males, and the bite of the female or juvenile may still be serious, but considerable variability occurs in venom toxicity between species. So. It appears that female funnel web spiders are less deadly than male funnel web spiders, but are still That's awful. the opposite of how it is with humans. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. No. Low-hanging no, you did fruit. What you did. Low-hang- I know I did what I did. I know. But, oh, man. These things are just terrifying. Yeah, they yeah, picked the bad. absolute worst spider to do this with. Or, I mean, really the best, but it- <laughs> oh, for what they're trying to do. You know what I mean? What if it had just been a bunch of Black Widows? I don't know. Less believable, actually. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Interesting. Thanks for thanks for the knowledge bomb there, bro. Sure. So now that we're done with all our questions, I'm going to go ahead and answer the last question of the podcast. And I want to say that I do think that this movie's rating on various aggregators, IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, what have you, is, and I think this is an argument that we've made a lot and probably even very recently it feels like maybe even with something we i think we think we had this argument yesterday uh, with another movie that we uh we recorded in uh an episode four where these people rating it below a i would say at least a five don't know what type of movie this is trying to be if that makes sense this is a straight to dvd style giant spider movie and i think as a straight to DVD giant spider slash action adventure film, it does a good job. And if that is your if that is your thing, definitely give it a give it a look, give it a watch, check it out. If that's not your thing, don't. So I'm not gonna. I mean, I, I would never have chosen to watch it, but I didn't hate every moment of it, like we have with most of your other choices. So, but no, that's gonna be. I mean, you're. I don't know if it's worth the price of subscription to. It's not worth the price of su- subscription to me, but it definitely could be for the right audience. I also do not think it's worth the price of subscription. In any other scenario, I would not have watched this movie. Uh, but it's something that we we have talked about before on the podcast. The the benefit of doing something like this is we have the ability to, you know, sp- spread our wings a little bit and and maybe get to outside of our comfort zone. Sure. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, had I noticed, like, and I'm even looking at like the 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 movie poster, 
there's a giant spider on it. I didn't even see it. <laughs> like I just I yeah. didn't know I didn't notice anything about this movie being a spider movie until like I literally until they showed up and I was like, wait a minute, spiders? Until what? the giant what spider is going showed up. On? Yeah. <laughs> and even not at the at the beginning where her brother gets captured by the spiders. I was like, okay, there's going to be a giant spider in this movie. I didn't, it didn't dawn on me that it's going to be all that there is until they were looking at the remnants of the spider victims. Yeah. I thought the, Ugh. I thought the the spider at the beginning was going to be one of the guardians of the tomb. Right. Exactly. Know? Exactly. <laughs> all right. I'm sorry. I'm going to, I'm going to do, Oh no, go ahead. You finish your thoughts. And I got one last thing. I was going to say, uh, is this movie bad? Eh, no, probably. I don't think it's bad. Well, it's I mean, great. if you're looking at it, if you're looking at it objectively, objectively, I don't think it's bad. I think it's well shot. The effects are pretty good. The sets are pretty good. The acting is pretty good. I think the direction is. I think the direction is probably the strongest part. I think this movie flows very well. I could agree with all of those points. Yes, it's ninety minutes long. It probably should have been like 80 or 75. There were a couple of unnecessary scenes that I think only existed because this movie was filmed in 3D. Yes, apparently. it was uh, made for 3D in the theater yeah. and all that, yeah. So there were probably a couple scenes that could have been cut that only exist for the 3D effect. And uh, I mean, other than, the, other than the, the, the big spider in the room, which is uh, just the story isn't great. But I think, I, I think as, a, as a whole... I think this movie is more than the sum of its parts, but I did not like it. <laughs> sure. When you say the story yeah. wasn't great, the story moved the characters forward into different situations involving the spider swarm or giant spiders. That was all yeah. it was there for. And I think as a vehicle to push the action forward, it is more than passable. Like I said, I, I, I give it a solid average. So not yeah, a this, not a whatever what did they put on Rotten Tomatoes like seven percent please seven percent rotten yeah um, IMDb has it at four point four I think that's a little low there are five five point one yeah it's a solid low fives I wouldn't give it a six for sure or even a high five but high five huh. <laughs> yeah yeah I I do feel like we were misled with the name of the movie like it's it, there's no there's a tomb kind of. I guess the spiders are the guardians of that tomb, but it's not like they're guarding anything. Not really. They just happen to be in there. They're in the way. They're an obstacle. Yeah. I don't know. Could you think of a better name off the top of your head? I, other than Nest? Yeah, Other. I guess other than Nest, because that's already been thought of. Uh, no. Fair enough. I think Nest was probably the best option for this movie, and it's unfortunate that that wasn't actually the name. Okay. So... Other than Guardians of the Tomb, <laughs> which makes more sense than Seven Guardians of the it Tomb. It does. But even That's less so sense weird, than yeah. Nest. So. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Well, do you want to roll us out? You know, we just want to thank everyone for listening. Uh, I think we thank everyone for listening at least three times in our outro. But what I want to say is if you liked what you heard, please give us a, a subscribe. If you're joining us for the first time, we definitely appreciate it. You know, whatever particular podcasting platform that you do, you know, listen Give us a rating. Give us a review. Five stars, please. If you actually write something in your review, no matter what it says, I will actually read it on the podcast unless it's something very rude and, and vulgar. Then, and then I'll read it. <laughs> and then we'll find you. No. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, <laughs> if you really liked what you heard and you you know, have suggestions or you want to suggest something for us, write us an email at sci-fi-wiseguys at gmail.com. 
You can find us on Twitter as B underscore Roll Podcast. On Instagram, we are Sci-Fi Wise Guys. And if for whatever reason you were born before 1999 and still use social media, Facebook.com, the B-Roll Podcast fan group. If you really, really enjoyed what you heard, uh, you can always become a patron at Patreon.com slash B underscore Roll. On there, if you decide to become a patron, you get access to all episodes early. You also get special access to behind-the-scenes out-of-pod special audio. In fact, I listened to all of them today, and I am tickled particularly by us <laughs> trying to find a movie to watch, and then we settled on I.O. Um, but I, I will of, find a Dolph Lundgren movie for us to watch. One of the worst decisions we've ever made. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and if you can't become a patron because money is tight, you know, 2020 is a rough year. We understand. Uh, you know, please... At least share us, share us with your friends, share us with your enemies. Mm. You know, everyone deserves to listen to us. And uh, we want to say thanks again. And remember to stay healthy, stay hydrated, and know that you are loved by the hosts of this podcast. Stay safe and say thanks. Bye. Thanks, guys. Stop. Come here. Come here. Stop. Sit. Sit. Stop. Stop it. Sorry, man. I have the world's best and worst guard dog. Dog's not guarding anything, man. No, she alerts me. And then it's a I warning the system. Yeah. It's not, there you go. There you go. <laughs> um.